This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy Train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and thanks for waking up with us here. Dan Bush to my left. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Greg Janik is on the boards today. And uh, as you know, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, so if you want to give us a call with a question or a comment, Feel free to do so at 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. So, Danny, we're waiting to hear how that trip up to Dora County went with the small jaws. Well, I survived anyway. Um, Sleeping in a tent for a week. Well, not quite a week. I guess we were there five days. Uh, did did pretty well. Uh, went on to the Mink River for the first time ever. I think I called in last week about that. Right. And uh, managed to uh, finesse some fish out of there. Then went out and uh, did some jerk baiting on the uh, bay side. And uh, we got a number of uh, nice nice fish. They averaged anywhere from like, oh, 14 to 20 inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it was nice. I noticed the ones, Tom, on the bay were chunkier mm-hmm. and full of spawn, whereas uh, those on the uh, Mink River, they, they were thinner fish. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, my buddies kind of noticed that in the past. The other interesting thing is they're real green-colored. Oh, yeah? On yeah. the Mink River, whereas they're real black and real dark, dark on yeah. the bay side. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, it's funny how smallmouth can and, and largemouth can be like different colors. Some are real light colors. Some are dark. Some like some of the smallmouth have no vertical markings whatsoever, and some have very pronounced ones. You know, it's it it rather you know just a little, a little bit different it, depending on where they come from. They fight like freight trains. Oh man, they're awesome. Yeah, they're it's, awesome. It's great, and I lost my one big one of the trip where it, it was like my uh, first cast of the day. <clears throat> I chuck it out, and I feel. Kind of a tick, 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 you mm-hmm. know, and I set the hook and uh, we see it. My buddy, he says, oh, we got to net that one. And it, I wish I had it on video. It came leaping out of the water, mm-hmm. shaking its head. That's cool. Uh, it was really cool, except for the fact that my um, 
my Ned rig was flying back towards me. <laughs> and I guess I didn't anticipate it. Like with muskies, <clears throat> one thing I always try and do is uh, I don't try and torque the rod top right over the top of my head mm-hmm. if they're in that jumping mode where they're right. near. The, try and angle the rod down so mm-hmm. they don't jump. And I didn't do that. I wasn't anticipating yeah, the thing to right. come. Most of them didn't jump, yeah. you know, so I didn't anticipate that, so... You know, when when I used to fish tournaments years ago, uh, any fish we got on that, if you saw your line coming up, you actually shoved the tip of the rod in the water. Right. You don't want that fish to jump. Nowadays, though, I don't care if it jumps because if it gets off, less I got to do. I it's, don't really, you know, I, I'm going to release it anyway, so what do I care if it comes off? It's kind of cool. And same yeah. for muskies. And I like seeing them jump. Same yeah. for muskies when I'm trolling and clients hook a fish. If I see that line coming up, mm-hmm. I'm always telling them, angle the rod yeah, down. Angle, angle it, it down. down. Don't. The natural reaction for people is they want to act like they're <clears throat> fighting a tarpon or I don't know, you know, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. reefing and cranking yeah, and gritting yeah, yeah, their yeah. teeth and yeah. <laughs> rod straight up high over their head like oh, they're yeah. trying to winch something in. But yeah. uh, so I lost that fish. We had a great time up there. Uh, How was the weather? You know, the weather was kind of, we, we managed to, to work in between it. You know, we, uh, we could kind of watch the forecast. And uh, so we, we got caught in some rain, but mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. It, it's almost like when you go to Canada, Tom, the fronts move in and move out. It's like yeah. all of a sudden some rain moves in and all of a sudden, boom, it's done. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it changes. It's, I don't know if it just seems like there's a jet stream moving there. So it's constantly changing. So we had, you know, you could go from full rain gear in the morning with hoodies and boots on mm. to wearing shorts and barefoot by the mm-hmm. afternoon in, in a tank top, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. It, uh, it was funny though. I'll tell you one funny story. We, uh, the day I talked to you last week, Saturday, we decided to go out to some reef, way, way out, kind of a hidden reef out there on the bay. And uh, Steve Millia told me about this reef. He said it's where the uh, tournament guys used to go and win that big Sturgeon Bay bass tournament, mm-hmm. but now it's, it's like outlawed. And you go out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden these huge boulders and stuff come up. It's kind of intimidating. So we motor out there. And, and uh, sure enough, Steve's the man. We started banging smallmouth. Oh. And then coming from Chambers Island, here comes this big bass boat, right? Mm-hmm. This big bass boat comes roaring on in. Now, I don't know if it was a guide or whatever, but it was obviously a bass mo running and gunning. You know, mm-hmm. he came from Chambers Island. And they come rolling in, and here I am wearing my flannel shirt and uh, and looking like a real sodbuster in an aluminum, you know, it's not a fancy eighty thousand right, dollar ranger, right, right. and Mark's, you know, looking equally sodbusterish, and uh, these guys—they're looking over at, at us like, "What the hell are these guys doing out here? <laughs> how do they know they, about this? How spot? do they?" And I'm sure they thought must be some locals, you know, because yeah. we just, you know, so only bass guys would do this because we we were hammering bass and they parked a full quarter mile away on this reef, and once you know, we're catching fish, they weren't. Oh, we saw them catch one or two small ones. They come pulling over. I swear to God, Tom, they were 50 yards away from us. Mm-hmm. And this whole mile-long, at least, reef complex. Yeah. I don't know if it was a mile or not. Huge. And I'm thinking, there's lots of my friends would be yelling at them right now. Musky guys would be going, hey, you got the whole reef complex. Why do you got to mm-hmm. come right over here right next to us? But I've, I've kind of noticed bass guys will do that. 50 feet or 50 yards? 50 yards. That's Quite a, that's pretty 
you know, well, yeah, that is on a huge on, on a, a big Bay reef Green like Bay that. For, yeah, for God's yeah. sake, you're I the only two boats there. The only two boats. Yeah. I would not yeah. do that. That's yeah. I wouldn't do that. But I've noticed that the bass guys, they kind of like don't care. It just seems like maybe they're so used to you know being butt to butt out and pitching and flipping in these tournaments with one back end of one boat to back end of the other. Uh, I know musky guys get well, get ticked off. Yeah. Well, they're they're staying. I mean, in their bass tournaments, they're staying staying the legal distance away. You know, they're. Yeah. But well, it's not a bass tournament. You know, legals, I mean, it's just legals, fishing for fun. You know, legal's one thing, but I mean, maybe they wanted to see what you guys were using. I I don't know. Maybe that's why they wanted to get know. close. They 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 uh, they soon picked up and left and left it to ourselves. But I just had to kind of chuckle about it. Yeah. And like I said, I know some guys would have been going, hey, oh, what yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. You, you jamokes over there. You jamokes <laughs> over there. Yeah, I always try and, try and be as courteous as possible. Yeah. And just, not, you know, same with trolling. Do I have to try and play chicken with somebody and try and run someone off the road? Mm-hmm. You know, more often than not, I'll just swing on out and let the lunkhead go through. Yeah, we've had that plenty of times, you know, and in, in tournaments especially, you know, when you're going down a shoreline casting at docks or on the flats and then there's a boat coming at you. You know, I would generally, you know, I'd say to the guy, you want me to go around? You want to go around? You know, I mean, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't matter to me. I never worried about that stuff. And it kind of depends. If, if you're the boat that's been working down that shoreline for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And the other guy pulls in in front of you and heads back your direction. To my way of thinking, he should go around. He should go around. Yeah, he should. But there are no written rules of, about that. It's just you know common courtesy, I guess. But yeah, a lot of people don't think that way. Yeah. So we we got a lot of bass. Not as many as the previous year, but um, still got some bass. Got a few walleyes. Had a great fish fry. Yeah. We made the northern pike, and. Uh, one walleye that we caught, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I did keep one smallmouth bass. Kept one out of all. Want to try it? Eh? And had that was as good as as good as the walleye. Yeah, it was just as good. And yeah. we thought we'd have fish left over for sandwiches the mm-hmm. next day. No, that, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> Do you want to read this or should I? Well, you read it, Tom. Oh, you want me to read? I this. can't read. All right, Smokey's Musky Shop, your local tackle industry's musky rod headquarters. If you're that musky angler that wants to use the best equipment available, stop in and put your hands on one of the finest musky rods on the market. Tackle industry rods are made with the latest technology and best components. Smokies has the full lineup of the tackle industry's rod lengths, powers, split grips, and telescoping models in stock. Even 10-footers. Only at Smokies. For all your musky fishing needs, it's Smokey's Musky Shop. Call 262-691-9659 or go to smokiesmuskybaitandtackle.com. Was that all right? That was good, Tom. All right. So anyway, we got to get one of those a weekend. What's uh, the story on bass fishing in the area here now? Excellent right now. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, they're done spawning. They're out feeding. They're doing their thing. Uh, you might even find some pods of, uh, well. So the smallies are done spawning? Oh, they were done a long time ago. But you're saying the large The large are done? are done. Yeah. Sure? Yeah, they're done. Because yeah. I, I haven't seen any females shallow it's yet been, by me. Well, you know, I shouldn't say that. On most lakes, they are, not on all lakes. Because, okay. you know, it takes a little while. On the bigger, deeper lakes, 
It's going to be a little bit later. I just later. see, see the, those small males hanging around right now. Yeah, so on Pewaukee, they might not. In some areas of Pewaukee, they might have. Now, right by my place, mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the kids who works at, uh, at Beachside Boat and Tackle, he goes out and casts off the end of that pier, mm-hmm. and he, he had a monster break his line. Oh, really? Yeah, which if it was a bass, it was a monster. It could mm-hmm. have been a muskie, but he thought it was a bass. Mm-hmm. He was throwing a plastic, so. Could have been, been, car- ones- been a carp, eh? Speaking <laughs> speaking of carp, I should have, uh, well, if I had printer paper, I could have printed the information. Uh, I might have some information here, though. Yeah, here we go. Big they, carp shoot? Yeah, the big carp shoot. It's June 16th and 17th. And Tom Kep had sent us the information on it. Um, but a two-person team is 25 bucks. There's a big fish pot, 5 bucks per person. 100% of the entry fees paid out. And uh, basically, it's based on the number of fish, I believe. Um, so each fish caught will equal one point. In the event of a tie, the team with the largest fish in inches will win. Um also, let's see, I believe fishing, bow, spear, and hook and line hours are from 12 p.m. on Friday through 4 p.m. on Saturday. Now, the carp are in the shallows now, Tom. They started showing up. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could just stake out the deck there, throw out a bunch of lines with get a partner. <laughs> maybe I'll ask one of them. I don't know. Hey, yeah. throw, throw out some corn on a line. Of course, when they're spawning, are they going to be grabbing corn off the bottom? I don't know a heck of a lot about carp, but that's what we always used to use for them when we, you know, wanted to catch some. We use night crawlers. Um, you know, the other thing too is, um, well, you know, now that if if carp are in, that's usually the telltale sign that the largemouth are done. Really? Yeah, if carp are in. Yeah. You know, years ago, um, over by the uh, trestle on the east end near uh, yeah. docks, you know that little mm-hmm. bay. Mm-hmm. I was uh, muskie fishing, and I had muskies hitting my bucktails, and and uh, not muskies, uh, bass. Bass were hitting my bucktails. Mm-hmm. And Tom, I was there one evening, and you could see bass surfacing and jumping all over mm-hmm. the place. So I went back about three days later with uh, some uh, rapalas and stuff. I thought, oh man, I'm going to finesse mm-hmm. some bass in this bay. The carp were the bass were gone and the carp were in just roiling it, it up. It yeah. got all mucky. It's like it you're, can it's happen like, so fast. It's like what you said though. Yeah. The the carp followed the bass. Yeah, they're come after. Yeah. And and yeah, and, and that the bass spawning, that can happen actually pretty quick. You know, once the females decide, okay, they're gonna come in, um, that can go pretty quick. Yeah. Hey, we gotta take a break, Danny. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some more stuff that's going on, some uh, lures that are out there to be using for musky fishing, whether it be bass fishing and other types of fishing. Walleye fishing has not died. As a matter of fact, it's going to be coming into its own right now, and I'm going to tell you about something that's going to work on any lake for walleyes. Plus, I think we got a report from uh, Eagle Lake, Canada, oh, yeah, coming at, in today. Not at seven, Jeff uh, at Temple Bay Lodge. 705. He's going to be calling in. Telling us what's going up there in Canada. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are planning their Canadian trip, probably going up in the next couple of weeks. So we'll yeah, find out yeah. what's what. That's all cooking. So we'll be right back with more on Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And Tom, speaking of Bait Mate, I did use exclusively the uh, Bait Mate, both the stick stuff, mm. the, uh, it's, I forget the name of, but I used the stick. It's like the chapstick that you put mm-hmm. on, on the side of your cranks. Mm-hmm. And uh, smells kind of like anise. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I use the uh, spray garlic, and mm-hmm. I'm almost out. The bottle's almost gone. <laughs> I'd spray that on the tail of my X-wraps and mm-hmm. also spl- sprayed it on the plastics. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark, my uh, partner, he was using yum. He said mm-hmm. they don't make it anymore, but he had some yum. But mm-hmm. bait mate was working just as good. So uh, got to get some more of the bait mate because mm-hmm. it definitely does not hurt. I mean, you can put it on in the very next yeah. cast, get a fish. It never never hurts to do that. Will, I mean, does it make fish bite? I don't know if it makes them bite, but it seems like maybe they hold on to it longer. Yeah, it does seem, or, or, at least with the panfish yeah. a couple weeks ago, it did. And I yeah. guess it masks any human scent. It, exactly. I'm yeah. a lot more careful now, Tom, even after I'd be putting sunscreen on oh, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I rinse my, try and rub, yeah. trying to keep scents mm-hmm. from getting on, off my hands and onto the base. Yeah, now, whether it makes a difference or not, I don't know, but I'm thinking, well, last I checked, I don't think, you know, sunscreen, you know, banana boat is high on their list as uh, far as on their, on their dinner plate, so, <laughs> what they like, so. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, uh, my one son, my oldest son, he, he wants to, uh, well, we've caught walleyes out on you know, some of the area lakes and, and he wants to go to one lake in particular and, and catch walleyes. And, and he said, what's, what's the best way to do it besides, I mean, besides using like a jig and minnow, jig and leech, jig and half a crawler, you know? And I said, well, one of the best ways to cover area and get walleyes to bite is by using that walleye spinner rig. And then you use a, a needle weight that's about eh, 12, 14 inches long, and there's a like a one-ounce weight. You can mm-hmm. get them in different weights, right in the middle. And the, 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 the needle part, I guess, would be the piece of metal that's about as thick as a I don't know, thick paper clip, whatever. And that, you just make sure you're touching the bottom with that, and you use your electric motor and just go along slowly, just enough yep, so those yep. blades are spinning. And you can cover, and you well, you got to keep your eye on the locator to stay right on the edge of that weed line, or depending on whatever you're fishing. Right. And uh, you know, I'll tell you, you can cover so much water, and and it's not just walleyes you catch. You know, you'll catch just about anything under the sun on that the, thing. The only problem I've found, Tom, is I'd catch so many panfish and everything else. Well, that, you know. If you're using crawlers, pecking away at it. They now, like pecking away, yeah. That's you, the one problem. Now, yeah. you can use the, uh, what's the, uh, is it the yum stuff that's like the, it's like a crawler, but it's. Oh, uh, no, like Uncle a, Josh makes uh, uh, what a What is it? A thing. It doesn't Berkeley. Berkeley makes makes uh, power bait, I think, that's, uh, you can just put that on. It's yeah. It's kind of like. Uh, well, Uncle Josh makes one that that is, uh, it's a night crawler made out of pork. That's okay. totally reusable quite a few times before yeah. you have to get rid of it. I think that's the way to go. But, uh, you know, it, it depends, too. I mean, in the summertime, a lot of times, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough. It depends, you know, on what's there. But I've had success in the past with doing that, and, and, and I told my son on Father's Day we should do that. You know? When is Father's Day? The 11th. Is that when it is? Next Sunday. Next week, Sunday, yeah. 
The eleventh. Next week's Sunday. Well, yeah. this week will be the eleventh. Today's no. the eighteenth. What? What's today's date? The tenth. Oh, okay. yeah, the eighteenth. Can't, can't be next. <laughs> can't be next week. The eleventh. Greg's trying to pull a fast Speaking one. Speaking of Father's Day, uh, Father's Day gift ideas right now is a great time to get out and uh, go to Midwestern Shooter Supply or a Sherpers and buy fishing tackle. I know or a lot smokies. of smokies yeah. or smokies. Uh, yep. I know a lot of the Pure Fishing, which is a brand which has Berkeley and Shakespeare and uh, Fenwick and uh, a whole bunch of them. Right now, they've got all kinds of promotions where if you buy stuff, sometimes you can get free gear, mm-hmm. you know, with it. So now's a great time to go out and get some deals on some sales mm. and fishing equipment and buy dad something. Speaking of deals, the no-name bookie, he goes to rummage sales. And... He found he finds a lot of good deals, and a lot of times he'll look at stuff and say, "Oh, I wonder." And he, then he looks it up on eBay to see what they're selling for, and that'll determine whether he'll buy it mm-hmm. or not. But he stopped at this one place, and the guy had just imagine a box that's about two and a half feet long by two feet wide by two feet high, half full with plastics, all different kind of plastic worms, frogs, craws, you name it. I mean, this right. thing it weighed about. 10, 15 pounds. And he, there was that and two Shimano Levelwine bait casting reels and one Fenwick uh, spinning reel. Got it all for 15 bucks. I hope he didn't look on eBay to see if that was a good deal. Well, no, he, he took it right away. But mo- I went over to his house the other day to look at the plastics, telling him which ones are junk, which he should right, keep. Right, right. Uh, and then uh, he's keeping one of the bait casters. He's selling the the other one. Already has a bid on it for twenty eight dollars. You know, I mean, so he's gonna make money on this deal. Came out ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you know, if you, you ever to... if you ever go to garage sales or rummage sales, whatever you want to call it, always look for alcohol or beer memorabilia. That's good stuff. Because huh? that just you can get you can find some things that oh that spe- just do you, do you just, remember the hams go- bear. Yeah, oh, yeah. From the land of sky blue water. They have a Ham's Bear bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, the Ham's Bear. That sells on eBay for like $300. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And people are selling them for 20 bucks. bucks. Maybe even a couple. Or or, or you find those those mirrors, those Miller mirrors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can pick up one of those for five bucks, put it on eBay, get 50 for it. Are we talking to the no-name bookie today? Uh, yeah, we might have to give him a call later, you know, talk about the Belmont Stakes. Bushy and I uh, told uh, no, no Name what we wanted to place our bets on. So we got our we got our uh, bets placed. Maybe we'll call him uh, a little later on, all right? We'll call him a little later on. So coming up next, we got the gut report, and then after the 645 break, we got the Hornschwoggle. So stay tuned for more with Dan Bush, Tom Neubauer, and Greg Janik on the boards. We'll be right back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of people are catching coho salmon down at the lakefront, and this recipe is excellent if you like salmon. First of all, you want to, you know, make your salmon into fillets. Make sure you take the bones out. Needle nose pliers works good for that. But then you mix together, mix this stuff. Now, if you don't get the exact measurements, you can always go back in our podcast and get this. 
but uh, four tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of brown sugar, four cloves garlic minced, two tablespoons of lemon juice, four teaspoons of soy sauce, and about a teaspoon of black pepper. Heat that up a little bit until all the you know sugar is dissolved. And then as you either have the salmon on the grill or in the oven, you baste it, okay? Baste it quite a few times, front and back, like when you turn it around, do both sides. And uh, it, it's almost like a, uh, like a teriyaki sauce, just a little bit different, but they call it an Asian sauce. And on salmon, I got to tell you, folks, it is good. And if you want a little bit of a smoky flavor, put a few dashes of liquid smoke in it. Or if you're on the grill, throw a few uh, wood chips or a hunk of wood in there. Either way, it's all good. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You know, Bushy, they don't even know me at Discount Liquor. You know, I figure I can maybe get a deal. But I don't get no deals. Well, what you got to do is you got to go in and say, evidently, you don't <coughs> you, know you don't. I'll drop who the card. I am. I'll drop that, that card. You Don't you know who I am? I do your commercial on the show. See, the good don't... thing about Discount Liquor, though, is that... You don't even need a. I don't a, need a, a deal. Deal because it's already discounted exactly. so low. Exactly, it's already a deal. <laughs> I guess they didn't know your name, Tom. But here, let's see if you can come up with a few names of angling legends that everybody would know. Okay. In my hands here, I have the 25th anniversary of In Fisherman magazine. Okay. Yeah, maybe this will be worth. I got the 10th anniversary one too. Maybe we'll eBay it. Won't be worth nothing. Um, but in Fisherman, you know, back in the day, see how thick these magazines yep, were? Yep. That's when they were just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Still a good magazine now. Um, but uh, anyway, they talk about America's angling legends talk fishing. So they got about 20 plus angling legends. Are we talking bass fishing or all everything, everything? Everything. Can you name, Tom, can you name five of those angling legends that I see here on my... Well... I happened to see the front of the magazine. The one guy I recognized right away was Ray Scott, who started Ray Scott. B who started BASS. And as a matter of fact, I was having dinner in a restaurant in Atlanta, and Ray Scott was at the table, two tables away. And, you know, that was about it. <laughs> so Ray, Ray Scott. Ray Scott started BASS. He started it. Huh? Yep, yep. He started the Where BASS. Where was Ray Scott from? I think Alabama or someplace down down south somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So Ray Scott yeah. was one. And, and the, fir the very first winner of a BAS tournament was Bobby Murray, and he had a twin brother. I forget his name, though. There's a name. Oh. Uh, but as far as angling legends, boy, I'll tell you. I mean, if we're talking okay, bass so fishing. Ray Scott. There, you know, in bass fishing, you, you got like Bill Dance, Jimmy Houston, Hank Parker. I mean, there was a lot of guys, you know, lots of them. Yep, they got Jimmy Houston on here, uh, Bill the, Dance. The guy who, uh, 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 the Indian guy who, uh, Tom Mann, he was a big, he came out, he was, the, he came out with the man's plastic worms, you know. Uh, I used a lot of those way back when, you know, so. Toma Whitefeather, he was another Indian. Legend. Toma Whitefeather. Surely you've heard of uh, oh, sure, Toma Whitefeather. Here's uh okay, here's some other names yeah. you might. 
Doug Hannon. Oh yeah, I know the bass D- professor. He yeah, he went into Everglades of Florida catching large, you know, ten pound plus bass. Those big but he, ones. But he was studying them too. Yeah, you know, he did a lot of studying of them. Doug Hannon. Uh, from he what had I a heard, kind of goofy hat on. Yeah, and from what I heard, he I guess he wasn't the nicest of guys. I know. Really? From the, from what I heard, but that might have been just people's opinion. I didn't know the Maybe guy. Maybe they caught him. I never met. Maybe the he guy. caught him on a bad day. Yeah. Uh, Ron Linder, of course. Well, of course. Well, Al and Ron Linder. Al is a great guy. I know. I've known him for years. Uh, Ron. I mean, now he's found Jesus, so maybe he's nicer. But years ago, he was. Uh, what word can I say? Let's say something uh, that I can use on the radio. He uh, uh, was not a friendly person. He was uh, he was kind of a jerk. Okay? Really? Yeah, he was kind of a jerk. Um, but uh, and and he was a heavy drinker too, and I think that had partly to do, with, to it. do with it. But now that he's found Jesus, maybe he's a lot nicer. But Al Linder has always been a class act. Always been a nice always. guy. Yeah, my always. brother talked to him at yeah. the Fleet Farm thing up there. Yeah, he's always been a good guy. And he goes to, sometimes goes to wild game mm-hmm. banquets at churches and mm-hmm. stuff. So shares his testimony. So uh, good, good TV show. Okay, here's uh, another one. Dick Cabela. Well, you know who he is. He's the guy who started Cabela's. I didn't realize. They I know brothers. Cabela's, yeah. but... I didn't know that they were big. He was an angling big shot. Uh, I did not know he was an angling big shot either. All I know him for is for starting Cabela's. And here we got Spence Petros. Well, of course, Spence. Yeah, Spence. You know, we From, had Spence in the studio here yeah, a couple of years, years ago. Oh, years ago. Super ago. nice guy. Very nice guy. A lot of great stories. Oh, he was great. Yeah, A lot of great stories. Yeah, he, and, and got, he was one of those multi-species guys, fish yeah. for everything. He used yeah. to write for Fishing Facts yeah, magazine. Right, right. Uh, Buck Perry. Buck Perry, the father of structure fishing. Spoon he, plugs. He came out, yeah, he came out with uh, the blue books, you know, on that. And Buck Perry, the famous, the line I always use that Buck Perry said, and I use it to this day, I've been using it all my life. <clears throat> A guy asked him one time when he... He was bass fishing, and he had a whole, back in the day when they didn't throw him back, Right. he had a whole stringer full of big bass. He said, where'd you find them bass, Buck? And he says, you will find the bass, either shallow, deep, or somewhere in between. Of course, he's saying, hey, be prepared. Try it all over the place. there got to be someplace. Speaking you know? of big stringer, um, <laughs> Al Linder, uh, he shared this story when my brother was up, uh, was up watching him. And I guess he, he probably shares this at some of his seminars, but it's here in the magazine where uh, Al says he was just out of the Army back from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was uh, yeah. been in the service before, uh, so he survived that. But he said he'd won a series of tournaments in Illinois and Wisconsin, um, which was part of the World Series of Sport Fishing. So it says Ray Scott had him on a mailing list for his new bass tournaments. Mm-hmm. So he packs his station wagon and heads to uh, Virginia. It's the second BASS tournament ever. And get this, see, think how far this has gone. He has his 20 horsepower Mercury motor <laughs> in the back of a station wagon, <laughs> along with a few rods and rails. I mean, think yeah. how simple it yeah, was there yeah, yeah. compared to the oh, NASCAR like rigs oh now. Oh, my God, yeah. But anyway, uh, he pre fished for a couple of days and he caught some spotted bass and he felt comfortable that he, you know, he went with a local. Day of the tournament, he didn't catch anything, nothing. And uh, he came back. And uh, everybody's making the usual excuses. Oh, cold mm-hmm. front, yeah. fish are off, they're not biting. Mm-hmm. And then he says some dude comes, comes up, pulls up to the dock with the biggest string of bass he'd ever seen. And back then, they'd just keep everything. Yeah, right. They'd... In fact, 
In fact, uh, they a team, them up and it, it says a team yeah. could string keep 15 <coughs> bass back then. And the stringer of bass was so heavy, they had to drag it through the grass. Oh, okay. And his biggest stringer Al had ever seen. And that guy happened to be the name of Bill Dance. <laughs> Bill Dance. And but, you uh, know, Al, Al decided at that point that that was very influential to him because he realized that they're always biting somewhere, someplace. That's right. The fish are, the, okay. And he said that's one of the most influential things that ever happened to him. And Al did end up winning uh, one BASS tournament. He did well, he eventually did. end he up winning eventually. one. Yeah, he did win one. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, then, hey, we got to do the Hornswoggle. Okay. Oh, we got to do Hornswoggle after <laughs> yep. this break? Yep. So, folks, you want to play the Hornswoggle, you want to win some Coleman insect repellents, some baitmate fish attractants, all you got to do is call 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Bushy's going to ask you three questions, outdoorsy-type questions. Get two out of the three correct, and... They'll send it to you. They'll, you know, find people at Wisconsin Pharmacal. So call now. Be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attracting Studios. Right now we got our good friend Tex in the big rig, and he's got a chance to win some Baitmate. What's happening, Tex? Oh, looking for some deed. I'm going to take the kids up ATV in today, and I'm sure I'm going to get bit up. You yeah. know what? I We had zero mosquitoes up in Door County when I was up there. Yeah, they don't come to Door County much. I think it was because they were there the week before, let me tell you. Uh, Illinois mosquitoes yeah. up in Door County. Oh, okay. okay. And, <laughs> and, and breaking the speed limit all the yeah. way as they fly up there. Um, actually, maybe I think the cold nights. Oh yeah, maybe that the might be. Is that killer? Okay. So, so are you, are you on the road right now, Tex? Uh, no, I just got out of the big truck. Now I'm in the little truck. Oh, okay. Now, hey, real quick before we, what's a fishing report up there in your neck of the woods, up by Winnebago and stuff? Well, the walleyes. Uh, there are a couple of people right on Butamore, uh up on Sunset Point this morning coming across. Yesterday they were under the 41 bridge, but pretty much all of them are now a little more out to the. Uh, uh, right outside the mouth of the river, you know. So if you hit the shallows trolling on the uh, west shore there, uh, up real super shallow, and then uh, move out to 12 foot of water once you uh, heat up a little bit. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Okay. So here we go. Uh, Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? The grizzly bear and brown bear, though they were named, you know, they went by different names for years, uh, biologists, uh, scientists actually found out genetically they are basically the same species. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? I'm going to say uh, no hornschwaggle. It's a no hornschwaggle. Very yeah. good, text. Basically, good. the grizzly bear is typically a little smaller then the brown bear, which is now called the coastal bear, just because they're they get to eat more. They got all that salmon to get mm -hmm. bigger on. Okay, Ooh, okay, you're one for one. Um, pike and pickerel are basically the same species. Hornswoggle, 
no hornswoggle. Oh, gosh, I get this mixed up all the time. I'm going to say uh, no hornswoggle. Oh, bless you. I had you. to sneeze there. Uh, you're correct. Two for two. All right. That away, Tex. You sometimes, are a sometimes we're going to go for the three. We're going for the trifecta. Um, the uh, Actually, you know, pike, sometimes people will call up northern pike pickerel. They'll call the little pike pickerels. Yeah. Right. But yeah. pickerel are actually, there's grass. Well, yeah, Tom knows all about yeah. pickerel. There's uh, grass, chain, and reed. I yeah. Think, I think grass, those are chain, oh, and grass, pickerel, chain pickerel. And red pickerel, is it? I forget the third one. I thought there was just grass and red pickerel. No, there's three. I mean, grass and... Chain. And chain. There is one more. Any pickerel experts out there, call us up and fill us in. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Black squirrels are a different species than gray or fox squirrels. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. So hornswoggle, you Whoa. are three for three, Tex. You're hot That's this morning. So happy to send... The year. Yep. Okay. You're, you're hot. Last time I think you lost, so I'm glad you won now, Tex. Um it'll yeah, boost I it'll got, make you feel I like a winner, boost your you. self esteem. So Yeah. Uh so what do you want? You want something with some DEET or without Absolute DEET? Absolutely fifty DEET. Okay. <laughs> so you you want hundred percent or more like the mid range? I think they have a forty percent deep. Mid range. Okay. I think forty percent. Okay, and uh, what flavor for bait mate fish attract and what species would you want some uh some garlic stuff. You want some walleye. You want some panfish, game fish, I, you know, I'll catfish. Try the walleye. I'll try walleye. the walleye. I, I love the garlic, but I think I'll try the walleye one. Okay. All right. We'll get you yeah. some walleye stuff. Hey, I got a couple questions for you if I could. Yeah, shoot. You got time. Hey, Tom, I was wondering, have you, when we lived down in Texas there, we had a Lake Ray Roberts right before it opened up. We pushed a bass boat off, and, and we we sit there and jigged a uh, a worm, even though it was Texas rig, we jigged it straight up and down right along the trees, and boy, we caught some really nice big bass. Have you ever done that before? And then my second question is, why don't they do more crappie fishing at night with a light? I mean, that's all we ever did down south. Yeah, is, you're, is there a reason for it? No, you know, even up here uh, in stores, you could find the floating lights, you know, to, to yep. you, you've seen those. And as a matter of fact, I had one of those many, many, many years ago, a long time ago. But I, it, it's just one of those things that kind of went out of favor, I guess. But, yeah, it worked. It drew in the minnows, and, and the crappies came and ate the minnows, and we caught the crappies. So, yeah, I don't know why. But as far as, you know, fishing in that flooded timber, I can't say as I ever fished in flooded timber. Really? If I did, yeah. I don't remember. Well, I, <laughs> I thought it was so unusual is, you know, we we're so used to Texas rigging worms and throwing them out. And working them back to the boat, but yeah. but when we did this, my buddy he was jigging straight up and down, just like a drop shot. I guess yeah. you call it now, you sure. Know? But right along the edges of the trees, right around the flooded timber, right on the trees, and boy, we got a seven and a half pounder and a four and a half. And the that's that's <laughs> like not too boom. shabby, not too no, shabby. That, well, that's Texas, you know, the largemouth bass are a little large. Uh, get a little bit bigger. <laughs> all they get to grow all season long. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, glad to hear you had a good trip, Bushy. You guys take care. Thanks, All right, Tex. Tex. Take we'll care, you, man. Okay. Bye Be now. Yep. Hey. Oh, Bushy. Yep. I was right. How about that? There well, is. You're a... always right. Tom. No, not always. <laughs> I mean. Hey, look, talk to my wife. She'll tell you how often I'm she's wrong. She's always right. Yeah, that's right. She's always right. <clears throat> anyway, the the chain pickerel. The all tackle record is nine pounds six ounces. That's a big chain pickerel. A monster pickerel. Typically, but, if you get a five pounder. 
for a chain pick roll. That's considered like a trophy. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then there's the grass pick roll, which the all tackle world Two record pounds, is three ounces. One pound. Wow. One pound. And then there is the redfin pick roll. See, I thought there was something with red red pick roll. The redfin red pick roll. Uh, uh, Florida. Uh, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia. That's where I don't I think they're seen. up here. No, those I don't think are up here. Those and are record is half a pound. You, no, you were close before. That was two pounds, ten ounces. So yeah. the redfin pick roll is actually bigger, a little, little bit bigger than the grass. Well, that's twice as big as the yeah, grass. The yeah. grass pick roll is or just like little guys, tiny little guy. Yeah. yeah, I remember I I I caught one one time on Nagawica, a chain pick roll. But I didn't realize it was a chain pickerel at the time. And it was about, uh, I'd say about 12, 14 inches long. So uh, I can't get in trouble with it now because it's way past the, the, there's a time limit that you can get in trouble, right, with the DNR. What happened? Well, I, I kept it. Well, well, that's right. Back then there wasn't a size limit. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was legal. Is there a size limit on pickerel well, now? Well, oh, on pickerel, I don't know. I thought it was a northern pike. I thought it was a small northern pike. And I took it over by my but my buddy had a big aquarium, right? Yeah. So I took it over there, and, and I thought he'd like it for his aquarium. So I kept it alive, took it over to his aquarium, put it in there. And as we were looking at it, he says, "I don't think that's a northern pike. Look, look, look at those spots. Aren't really spots. They do look like kind of right. like ch linked right. chains, you know." And I said, "Well, obvious. Well, as it turns out, it was a chain pickerel." And it was a fully adult chain pickerel. It was like 12, 14 inches. It was an adult already. Oh, I see what you're saying. You thought you were keeping an a undersized little, pike. Yeah, a little bitty pike. And back then, pike didn't have a size limit. There well, was five fish any size. Well, then you didn't break the law. No, I didn't. That's right. Because I'm thinking about the rules and regulations I actually asked, now. if it's a legally harvested fish within the yeah. size limit from the body of yeah. water you're fishing, then you can put it in an aquarium. Yeah. And if you don't, if you want to... If you want to put like an undersized bass or whatever in an aquarium or musky or whatever, you have to get a Class C fish hatchery license. It was something stupid. And you, you had, had to, to buy go it from uh, Department a, of Agriculture is yeah. the one that I heard was in charge of that. Yeah. But it's a fish hatchery license, a Class C you have to purchase. They're very inexpensive, like five, ten bucks. But you have to buy, you can't go out and catch it and bring it home. You have to buy it from a fish hatchery that raises those fish. Okay. So you can't just go out and catch one and take it home because that would be illegal it's undersized you know gotcha <coughs> oh god i'm dying this morning on the cutting edge outdoors here in beautiful downtown hales corners coming to you throughout the whole state of wisconsin anything you missed or wanted to revisit catch us on uh the podcast at 1057fmthefan.com Danny and Tommy will be right back with more. And now here's Greg Janik with your sports update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.